Hey, AV Clubbers, this is your senior editor, John Tatey, and it's time for another edition of Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, weighs in on all sorts of pop culture. Mom, welcome back. Thank you, and welcome back to you. Thank you. Yeah, we're back in the groove now, right? Right. You know, last time we talked about your whole medical ordeal. Uh, now let's get back to some real business, which is people yeah. want to know what is going on at the Wilmot Post Office. Now, it, in case uh, we have some new listeners, uh, Mom has had a number of run-ins and uh, ongoing vendettas against various people. Uh, postmasters we've had at our local post office and you know when i was a kid we had the same postmaster for a you know decades yeah and now and she was a gem she was the best and now it seems like we get a new one every few months so what's the post office like for you right now well in well the time that i was sick i left a woman that i started out hating because she wanted to write my name down because she was going to give me my mail out of my box right Right. And and she moved on while I was sick, <clears throat> much to my dismay, because I felt like we had worked out our differences and things were really good. And she moved to the next town over, actually. And, what, uh, she's in the Andover post office now? No, she's in Sutton. Sutton? Ugh. But she did send me a message through Lars, who works for Dad, and mm -hmm. said that she missed the Tatties very much. Wow, that's so nice. That is very nice. Do you think that's true? Why would she say it? <laughs> Why would you go to the trouble to say something if if you didn't mean it? Okay, fair enough. Maybe you know? she was just being polite. Maybe she secretly hates you. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have any knowledge of stuff like that. If you hate somebody, just hate them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? So, why? Why put on a silly face, a happy face for somebody if you don't like them? I would never do that. I don't know society. If I hated you, <laughs> you would know it every minute of the day. I, I know I would. <laughs> so, um, how's the replacement? Well, when I went up to the post office the first time, and and this is really a true story. I had a, a yellow card in my box, so I went to the window. And I rang the bell, and, and the person said, um, just a minute. And I thought, oh, man, what is she going to be like? But then it was a young man. Oh. Who, yeah, who came to the, to the window. And, you know, he dresses not, not like a slob like all the others have, but he has on a nice little vest usually and a and a checkered shirt and you gotta look good dressed to impress that's well he's just the cutest guy that you could want i think he's gay um mm -hmm. i'm not sure uh you're looking to set him up um why not yeah who would you who would it, you set him up with who do you have in mind i don't have any i don't know any other um local um, gay people, but um, but he might have a partner. I'm not sure because he said okay. um, that he went home to his house one night and the power was off and he had just bought ice cream. So oh, I see. And and how does that uh, give you evidence that he has a partner? Do you think he bought ice cream for two? That's what it sounded like. 
Okay, because, you know, that's a perfect lonely person meal right there, a pint of ice cream from the uh, from the freezer, especially if the power goes out. you got to eat all of it. Well, it sounds like you have some knowledge of this. Well, I've eaten a pint of ice cream or two in my day, sure. <laughs> it didn't take out a powder. Out of loneliness? <laughs> um, just when the electricity goes out, of oh, course. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's a survival tactic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he seems very nice, and he also... Um, I sent a package to Canada again, which was the start of the first nonsense fight. And he said, "Oh, don't mail it in one of these boxes. Put it in a, you know, put it in a shoebox or something else." And you know, he was giving me all these ways to save money on. Wow, that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, wow. Exactly. This so- this might be the end of this thread on Mom on Pop if you have no. Unless you start, I don't know, if you maybe you'll become fast friends with this guy. Well, I don't see that. Although, he does knit. <laughs> oh, see? I think you two are going to be getting coffee and gossiping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, gossip I would like, because, you know, it used to be if something happened in town, you could go to the post office and ask the postmaster, hey, what happened over on uh, Campground Road, and right. you would find out. That was really the postmaster's main job. The mail was kind of a bonus. <laughs> to spread vicious lies and gossip. <laughs> I kid. Okay. So uh, all's well on the post office front, and uh, the other bit of unfinished business we need to attend to is our New Year's contest. Now, it's only June, so I don't want to hear from people who think we've taken a long time to pick the winner in this contest. Talk about procrastination, huh? <laughs> the year isn't even half over yet, so quit your complaining. Now, Mom, would you like to remind us no, first? No, I just what... want to pick a winner. Just pick a winner and move on. Uh, well, now, let's remind folks what the uh, contest was. Well, I don't remember. That's why. <laughs> okay, so the contest was to, um, I think it was to name a New Year's resolution that you've already broken. Which was very humorous, you know, when it was in the first podcast of the year. Right. But now is stupid because, of course, everybody has broken their New Year's resolutions exactly. by now. Um, exactly. I'll rattle off some of my favorites. Do you have them in front of you? I do. Uh, we got Lairja, who's definitely a loyal viewer, and uh, she says her resolution was not to enter every contest Mom on Pop hosts. Well, that was pretty easy. That was a pretty easy one to keep, as it turns out. <laughs> well, maybe she cheated because we helped her so much. <laughs> um, Cobalt Sheep re- resolved to floss teeth daily, failed on day eight. That's a pretty good, that's a week of that's flossing. A week, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I hate flossing. Uh, don't you hate it? I do hate it. But you know, I have to tell you this. I mean, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I went and got my teeth cleaned this morning. Yeah. And. I was supposed to get them cleaned in, I think, the end of January. But, of course, I got sick, and so I didn't go. Yeah. And I also thought, and this is weird, too, because to the mom-and-pop listeners, it's a little impersonal. So while I love our listeners, I don't mind telling them what I went through. But when I went to the to the um, hygienist this morning, I didn't want to tell her anything, you know? I yeah. feel like it's none of her business. Plus, you're tired of telling the story, I would imagine. Right. Everybody's got to be sick of it by now, till my book comes out. So what's the abbreviated version you give to the hygienist? Nothing. I didn't tell her anything. 
(laughs) She said, wow, it's been nearly a year. And I said, no, it hasn't. And that was the end of it. (laughs) But it has, right? Yeah, I know. But it sounded like a long time to me. So that was my first reaction. Okay. Well, it sounds like a scintillating conversation. You're just making friends left and right. The postmaster, the dental hygienist, it sounds like they all love you. Um, Oh, they know. They know I hate them at the dentist. (laughs) They know. Now, do you hate the the people or do you just hate the dentist? I hate the whole philosophy of dentistry, yeah. (laughs) I love the people there. (laughs) The whole philosophy of dentistry? Yeah. You just hate the notion of keeping your teeth clean and healthy. Well, you know, somebody wrote, "Did you did do you still read Dear Abby?" Uh, I haven't read Dear Abby in a while. No, I used to love to read it over my morning cereal, but not anymore. Well, somebody wrote a letter today, I think it was today, saying that people keep their teeth now for forever. You know, it isn't just the norm that people end up with dentures and such, mm-hmm. but they end up in these nursing homes. Where And, you know, some are better than others, and many of them have trouble getting dental care. Mm. You know, they have their teeth, but they're in poor shape or they're deteriorating. And so, you know, I, I was always sort of looking forward to not having teeth, but <laughs> my dentist seems hell-bent on making sure that I keep all my teeth, so... Well, that does tend to be their mission in general, is to help you keep your teeth. Yes, right. And you resent this. Well, you know, I just, uh, there's a lot of pain involved in it. I just don't like mouth pain. Oh, God, yeah. I'm afraid of going to the dentist. It's been a while since I went. Well, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for my teeth to fall out. You have beautiful teeth. We spent a lot of money on braces oh, for you. You God, take I know. care of them. Speaking of pain, good Lord. Right. That seemed like a never-ending journey. Okay, so Cobalt Sheep resolved to floss teeth daily. So did I. And I've been doing a pretty good job, and I bet so has Cobalt Sheep. Um, so should we hmm. just pick a winner here? Let's pick a winner. And what prizes are we are we giving out? Oh, I have a T-shirt and a New Hampshire mug and some candy from Yummies. Um and uh, a fortune-telling fish. Ooh, okay. So everybody who entered to be in this contest on Twitter is in the random.org randomizer right now, and I'm going to click the button right now. Our winner is Hannah Cohen. Hannah C211. And what was Hannah's resolution? She resolved not to roll her eyes. She says she made it to January 2nd. Yeah, that would be a hard... That's a tough one. Uh, that that would be a tough one, yeah. All right, Hannah, we will be in touch shortly to uh, get you your prizes. Congratulations on winning the eternal New Year's resolution contest on <laughs> Mom on Pop. <laughs> all right, now we really have taken care of all our unfinished business, and yeah. it is time to move on uh, to our reviews, the first of which is Mad Max Fury Road. You ready, Mom? I'm ready. Okay. Mad Max Fury Road is the fourth entry in the Mad Max series, although with a 30-year gap since the last film, Beyond Thunderdome, it's okay if you want to think of this as a reboot. But George Miller is behind the camera a fourth time to direct the post-apocalyptic story of Imperator Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron, and her attempt to escape the clutches of the cult leader Immorton Joe. 
And how exactly do we take the Citadel? Assuming we're still alive by then. If we can block the pass, it'll be easy. All that's left are his war pups. And war boys too sick to fight. And we'll be with Nux. He's a war boy. He'll be bringing us home, bringing back what's stolen as he's meant to. Feels like hope. Look. It'll be a hard day. But I guarantee you that 160 days ride that way. There's nothing but salt. At least that way, you know, we might be able to... ...together... ...come across some kind of redemption. Mad Max Fury Road is in theaters now. Consult your newspaper or local reference librarian for showtimes. Mom, are you mad for Mad Max? I am. You are? Really? I, I really am. Tell us about the movie. Well, it's a movie about water conservation. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because I so wanted a drink of water. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to get up and go buy a Coke, but I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah, because it's nonstop, right? It goes right through, and it just seems like it gets drier and drier. It was... This is what happened. You said, go see Mad Max, and I thought, oh, God, you know... And we got to... I went with my brother, and we went to this theater, and... The more I sat there, I thought, you know, I'm not going to let Johnny pick the movies anymore. I don't want to see this movie. I'm not interested. I hate this crap. And the movie came on, and there's a there's like a pre... You know how the movie starts, and they're running the credits? Mm-hmm. and So this movie started, and it ran for about two minutes, and then it went to black, because then it was going to start. Right. But I thought that two minutes, that was perfect. That was the perfect amount of time for this movie. Now let's get up and leave. Wow. And I was, sh- I was shocked to find myself just fascinated by it. Oh, that's great. I just loved it. Now, I wasn't sure whether you were going to like it or not. I did think that you would have a little bit more of an open mind than apparently you did at the outset. But uh, Mad Max overcame even your objections. Now, what drew you in? Was it just the nonstop action? I'll tell you, I enjoyed the cars. And I can't tell you how many times I thought, how do they think this stuff like this? How do they think of this? Who thinks of this? I can't tell you how many times it was just so engaging the stunts the stunts i did i did i you know there was a lot of questions there were so many questions yeah. i had when i came out like why why does charlie's theron have grease all over the, just the top part of her head what did that mean and what are the chrome what was the chrome spraying the chrome on your lip uh that's to that's when you're about to enter valhalla right you uh, or something like that but they, yeah, they'd spray that to sort of amp themselves up, right? I th- well, that's what people on the Internet said, that they, that they were actually um, huffing. Is huffing. that the right word? Huffing, huffing the yeah. paint. But then other people said, no, that is not true. But there has to be some significance to the chrome. Well, I think the chrome is just, uh, you know, it's caught up in all this sort of post-apocalyptic car-worshipping culture. You know, clearly they're okay. all very oriented around their vehicles. Right. And I think that's why it's it's uh, chrome. 
But yeah, I don't think they're quite huffing. I think there's right. sort of an aspect of that to it, but I don't think that's quite what it is. I think it's just this cult uh, ritual, and it is tied up again in this in this car culture, if you can call it that. And uh, couldn't they make a lipstick, a chrome lipstick? I mean, why why did it have to be? <laughs> anyway, so many questions. So many questions. Um, what did you think of Charlize Theron as Imperator Furiosa, which is just a fantastic name? It's a great name. And I think the, the name was greater than Charlize because I don't, I think it could have been anybody. Really? In that, yes, I do. You know, I think she's, she's big. I think she's... Right. And I, and I just mean that she's... No, I know what you mean. She's a, okay. she's a big deal. She's a big name. Right. But I, I just thought that, that it could have been anybody. Because it's such that, an uh, unaffected character, you mean? There's yeah. not a ton of emotion on display. Right. right, and mostly mostly this is about the cars, I thought. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's why you're there. But I certainly did enjoy her story, and I actually thought she did a good job of, of portraying someone who was worn down by this life in the desert, but still, I thought that Charlize Theron's talent was allowing... Um, uh, Imperator Furiosa's remaining spirit to shine through. Like, you could tell that this person still had some fight left in them, still had some hope uh, left in her, and I thought that she actually did a good job of conveying that. Hmm. Well, I just thought her talent was wasted. Because she wasn't pretty, she wasn't... Uh, you know, there's no dialogue, hardly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max doesn't talk too much. <laughs> What'd you think of Max. I loved everybody in this movie. <laughs> really? I really did. I don't know. I just thought, because I went in, and I was sort of pissed that I was going to have to see this movie. Right, yeah, we've established that. And and talk about it. So, I, you know, I like to pay attention. I like to immerse myself in it. And w what I found myself was just mesmerized. I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I don't think I looked at my watch. I, you know, it was just mesmerizing. What are they going to do next? You know, somebody on Jimmy Fallon's show said it was like, and it might have been Jimmy Fallon, said it was like being strapped to the front of a train and, you know, going all in. And then the action starts. It's just. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. It was beyond crazy. Now, one thing that really, really scared me was the, the people on the pole. Oh, boy. Yeah. They were on like sort of bungee poles, bungee poles attached to their uh, cars, and they could swing them so that they could reach over into your car and just pull someone out. That's a good trick, huh? You got to put one of those on the Pathfinder. Yeah, I think we're getting rid of the Pathfinder. Oh, really? What are you getting? Something more Mad Max-ish? <laughs> Maybe like a tractor trailer with a flame-throwing guitar player on top? Well, say about that. How funny was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think why the film is so much fun, one reason is that it's in this post-apocalyptic environment, and yet there's so much flair to it, like the insane metal guitarist with the flames shooting out, and <laughs> and what about Immortan Joe? Now he's a dreamboat, huh? Did she get a little crush on Immortan Joe? Oh, don't you know it? Don't you know it? <laughs>
Oh, and the and the drummers that are strapped to the back of the cars. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the drummers. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of drama, a lot of it's rich. It's really a rich movie, I think. I'll tell you what. I can't remember the last time I was so stunned that a movie was over because the movie is basically two action scenes with uh, a small break in between and a little climax at the end. Right. Um, but the action scenes just go on and on, and yet at no point did I feel, okay, that's enough. You know, right. at no point did I want it to stop, and I think that's an astounding achievement because I, look, I know how you felt going into this. I am, like, I don't go to a lot of superhero films anymore because I just find myself sitting through all the action scenes and, okay, you know, is the is the Batman going to win or not? Just just tell me. Let's just cut to the chase so we can move on right. with the story here. Uh, did not have that feeling once in Mad Max Fury Road. Well, and uh, as I say, I, I, nobody was more surprised than me. I wanted to stay and see if there was... I forget what they what you call it when they run the credits, but then they show a little scene. Oh yeah, some sort of tag or yeah, maybe a blooper reel. I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> so I had to leave. No, I don't think there was anything like that. Okay, I think they put it all in the movie. Yeah, and it was there. I would really recommend this to everyone. I would. I told my sister to go see it, and she did. She went to see it this morning, so I'll call her afterwards, and we'll get to talk about it. But Oh, um, let's, uh, let's patch her in right now. Really? Yeah, let's add her. Do you think she'd do it? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear that ringing? I can. Okay. So you talk first. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Now you talk. Hi, Carol. It's Johnny. Hi, Johnny. We're recording an episode of Mom on Pop, the podcast. Have you listened to it? Uh, not the most recent one. But you've but heard yes, it I, before, right? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes. Well, Mom mentioned, we're talking about Mad Max Fury Road, and Mom mentioned that you had gone to see it today, right? This morning, yes. Um, and we are wondering if you'd be willing to be on the podcast and to give your impressions. Yes. Okay, well, that's good, because you're on the podcast right now, as it happens. Surprise! Uh, <laughs> now, Auntie Carol, uh, Mom says that anybody, she recommends this film to anybody, and uh, she said that she recommended it to you, and she didn't expect to, so what did you think? I enjoyed it. It it was uh, I, I got to see it in 3D, which I haven't done. I haven't seen 3D in like decades, so that was uh, great. And, oh really? Uh, I saw yeah. it in 3D too. I wasn't as crazy about the 3D. Mom, you saw it in 2D, right? That was that was what you told me to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it just it turned out that way that I did get to see it in 3D and. Um, I thought it was wild. I mean, it was wild. Uh, I, I thought the set design was wonderful. Mm. You know, I just thought it was very uh, out there. Did and you like did Charlie? Did you like oh, Charlie's Theron? Yes, I, I loved. I loved her. I, now I, I'm a, a big follower now. Oh, really? You're a convert, see, Mom? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I've seen her now. Well, I've seen her in a few things, and. Um, you know, other than this, but this kind of put her over the top for me. 
Well, I, I Carol, like... you know, I've seen her in other things, too. Yeah. Well. I'm just saying. And your point is? Well, you say it like you're a big movie critic and you've seen her in other <laughs> things. Well, hey, am I stepping on you? Do you want me to? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right, you two, stop bickering. We have a podcast right. to record. <laughs> okay, I did I did enjoy it, and um, I went with a woman who was older, and she said to me, I, I think it was a mistake, uh, much much older than me by about 15 years, and she said it wasn't Oh, my her. God, and she was still walking? <laughs> 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 she said it, it wasn't her thing. It just wasn't her thing, and... But she was well, I hope able. I you left her there. So <laughs> <laughs> I brought her home. But she said that it. You know, we talked about the phil- philosophical part at the end. How everybody's searching for. You know. Oh, that's right. The little uh, saying at the end of the film. I forgot about that entirely. Yeah, she, that that we're all looking for that. You know. So she liked that. We're all looking for what exactly? Well, what's <laughs> the word they used? It began with a V. Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie. That's good. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think uh, Mom's going to give you a call later, Auntie Carol, but we okay. just wanted to talk to you real quick, and thank you so much. Okay, Johnny. Thank you for checking in. Yep, love you. All right, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun. Yeah, well, she didn't say she loved me. <laughs> Uh, before we wrap up Mad Max Fury Road, is there anything else you uh, wanted to cover? You know, there uh, there's some sequels coming along, so I imagine you'll go see the sequels, right? If I have to. <laughs> well, I thought you were into this. Well, you know, I love this. I love this one. I think that's I just, wise. Take it on a case-by-case basis. Yes, because, you know, let me just say, if it's going to be the same thing with, a, with just a little different you know, it happens on the moon or something, it's all the same thing, then then I'm not so enchanted. Yeah, right. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I, in fact, I understand that the uh, upcoming films, uh, there's one script finished, I know, uh, they're going to be prequels. Oh. Yeah, which I, I don't know. You know, the, all this, it seems like 20 years ago we didn't have all these prequels, but now as soon as you tell a story... And it's yeah. successful. They want to go back and say, oh, but, but wait, there's more stuff that happened even yeah. before this. And for me, it's just just tell your story. Would you start right. at the beginning and go? Because what we really know is, hey, you made a bundle of money on it. <laughs> and now you're going to try to milk our wallets dry. Right, right. But you killed this guy who everybody loved. So now we got to go back. Uh, and unkill him, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it used to be that they could just bring a, they would just, you know, put together some horse crap and have the guy come back to life. But now they have to right. be more honest. And... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not good stuff. Not uh, good form. Okay, so uh, how about a grade for Mad Max Fury Road? Um, I would give this an A. Wow, that's that's maybe the first A on Mom on Pop, right? Well, maybe like, not. Um, maybe some of the Christmas specials got yeah. an A. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what would you give it? What would you give it? Uh, you know, I don't really like to give grades. Oh, for God's sake! All right, let's move on. <laughs> I loved it. Did you? Yes. Okay. Let's move on to the reality show we were supposed to review back in January. Oh, our unfinished business wasn't complete yet. Actually, I forgot. We have to. We have Strange Inheritance, which. 
uh, this poor Fox Business PR person was so nice to get me the screeners in a real hurry for this podcast and then just was emailing me every week after that. When are you going to review it? And I had to tell her, I'm so- next week, I'm sure, next week we're going to do it. Oh, she must think I'm a complete fraud, but I'm going to make good here. Let's talk about Strange Inheritance, which is a reality show featuring people who got something cool from dead folks, with inheritances that range from early 20th century baseball cards to a roadside attraction filled with alligators. I watched an episode that told the story of a father's 300-year-old cello as his daughters decide how to sell the highly coveted instrument. The financial implications of this strange inheritance worry Elena and her husband Nicholas, who are both college professors nearing retirement. What would have it entailed to keep the Strad? Insurance? Uh, Storage? And coming up, of course, with the taxes that the government wants. Did you hear from them? No, no, they just said, let those people keep their inheritance. (laughs) We have so many other people. Yes, of course. So does that weigh into whether you have to sell something, the fact that you have to pay taxes? Absolutely. Strange Inheritance airs Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business. Check your local channel guide. Mom, what did you think of Strange Inheritance? I'd rather be flossing my teeth. (laughs) Really? Now, which episodes did you see? I saw six episodes. And I be, and I watched them because it was my idea to review the show. I saw commercials for it, and I I thought the idea was fantastic. But it isn't really about strange inheritances. It's a show about uh, pe- the people that are left behind inheriting something maybe odd. <laughs> right. Some of them are a little strange, but most of them are merely odd, or even like the cello was just somewhat notable. Or or even the baseball cards. I mean, it was a little unusual, but it was a big snore. And I have to say that the 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 woman that, um, what is she, like the, the host, host or yeah, the, the host. MC, I don't think she does a great job. Jamie Colby is her name. Well... Better left unsaid, probably. <laughs> but it's it's it isn't about the stuff. That's you know that's what I turn into Antiques Roadshow to see the stuff. Right, right. Or pawn I don't stars. Care about the people. Right. right, right. And this this is like well, here's Herm's uh, second nephew by his third stepsister. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so a lot of soft focus stories and all the angst they have over their dead relative. And right. uh, and the cello one, the, the episode I watched was about this cello. Did you see that one? I, that, that one I didn't see. I saw the uh, world's tallest thermometer. Oh, yeah? How was that? The same. They're all the same. They're too drawn out. They're dragged out stories uh, that of small interest. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's it. They talk about the person who died, and they talk about the people left behind, uh, and I'm I'm with you. I don't need to hear any of that. Just tell me about the None wacky item. Right. Right. Uh, uh, that's all I want to see. Now, I think if the show were a half hour, it would be a heck of a lot better. I thought it was a half hour. Is it a half hour? Wow, it felt like an hour. <laughs> 
It is a half hour. hour. Oh my God, you're right. It is a half hour, and it, boy. (laughs) So yeah, I guess there's no saving this show. There isn't. There isn't. It. It's. um, It had a great title. That's what it. That's all it had going for it. So tell me the show you would want to see. I would like to see them. Like here was a guy in New Hampshire that had a. His family had passed down a mummified baby that that fit in a shoebox. Wow, creepy. Creepy, but strange, right? Strange, for sure, yes. And there was a little story with it. The, the, the um, state came in and said, you can't have this. We're going to take it. And he fought back and said, you know, this has been in my family for three or four generations. It was somebody's baby. They don't even know who. But it's been passed down along, and he did get it back. Oh, he did? Yeah, I believe. So that's a strange inheritance. That's a pretty good story. Right. And that's what I thought it was going to be, strange like that. Yeah, I mean, you telling me, what did you read about that in the newspaper? Yes. Yeah, you telling me about this thing you read about in the newspaper is was more interesting than the uh, the entire cello saga that I watched, most, much of which hinged on taxes. Oh, yeah. Did they talk about taxes in any of the episodes you watched? No. They are just like, here's how much taxes you have to pay on your estate, and it's on Fox Business, you know? So I'm starting to think, <laughs> what is, is this just Republican talking points? Is it a... I think it missed the mark. It missed it missed the mark. Well, it feels me. like they got these people and these strange stories, uh, some of them are strange stories, and they just don't know what to do with them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And in one, one episode... They had, uh, oh, they had a, a, a grandfather that had left the family, left the mother or something, and he had all these cars, and they were all rusted. And So she goes to this auction, I guess, where they're going to auction them off. The, the host goes, and she, she's really dressed rather inappropriately. <laughs> she she kind of looks sloppy. She has white slacks on and... But not nice pants, you know. They're like, hey, I'm going to the beach pants. And I, I, it just doesn't work for me. You want your host to be in host attire. I want my host dressed and unobtrusive. Yes, yeah. So here's an example of a segment on the cello episode. They're consulting with this stringed instrument expert. And uh, the host asks, how do you put a value on this 300-year-old Stradivarius cello? And he said... You look at similar instruments, and you find out how much they've sold for, and that gives you an idea. And it's just like, you know, if I had to guess, that's pretty much exactly what I would have guessed, you know? But we have to spend five minutes with this guy talking about, obviously, how uh, violins and cellos are valued. And who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I just don't understand why this is the particular story they wanted to tell. Now, here, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this cello story. My sister has a friend that played with the Delaware Symphony Orchestra, and she was going to practice one night, and she, they, I guess they practice at various places, and she pulled up to a place, and it didn't look like other cars were there, so she got her cello out of the car, and she leaned it against the back of the car, and she went up to the door and knocked, and apparently she was at the wrong place. So she got back in the car, and backed over her chest. Oh, no. Oh, God. You Can't you picture yourself doing that? Me? 
in yeah. a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so there's a cello story. Oh, Lord. What happened to that? Did you see? That, again, is a story that is so much better than what I saw in Strange Inheritance. You know, I had high right. hopes for this one. I did, too. Even though it's just a, you know, a cheesy uh, reality show on a semi-obscure uh, cable network. I mean, have you ever watched Fox Business in your life? I haven't. I didn't even know we got it. <laughs> um, I know Lou Dobbs is on there. You like that Lou Dobbs? No. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, but I still, I had high expectations for it because I thought it was such a good idea, and they just don't seem to know what to do with it. Right. That's that's what I think, too. You know, you got a story. It's a It's a seven-minute story. I don't know how many how many minutes out of ten minutes do you do you get on TV? Yeah, well, you get about twenty to twenty two minutes in a half hour to tell your story. Okay, so six minutes, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Seven minutes. Jesus, help me with the math here, will you? Well, I don't know how many stories you want to tell. So three. Uh, I'd like three, three stories. stories. I think that okay. would be enough. So six to seven minutes is what you're going to get. Yeah. Okay, and that's the perfect <laughs> amount of time. I think so. These could have been, I mean, I thought they, it was an hour long, and it turns out it was only a half hour, so that gives you some idea of... That's hilarious. All right, so let's give a grade to Strange Inheritance. You know, I'm going to give this one an F-. minus. Oh, really? You're going to bring I out really the am. vaunted F- minus for this? I don't think it was that bad. It was that bad. <laughs> well, you did have to watch six of them, so I guess it's easy for me to say. I did, and how strange are baseball cards, for God's sake. <laughs> All right, Mom. Uh, next next time, let's do another contest and maybe get back to it within half a year. How? What do you think of that? I don't know. High expectations, uh, maybe. Setting the bar high. Uh, thanks, you are. Thanks, as always, for your insights. My pleasure. And uh, we don't know what we're going to do next time, but we'll figure it out. And we will be back in two weeks. Hopefully, I won't have a cold. And both of us, when's the last time both of us were healthy? for one of these podcasts <laughs> tomorrow it's, <laughs> it's been a while yeah. uh all right for bonnie tady i'm john tady thank you for listening and hey tell your friends subscribe on itunes uh leave us a review on itunes if you like the show and of course if you don't like the show uh drop your computer in the ocean as always right so long for now right.